You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Hey guys, TechFan180, Windows 10, iOS keyboards, nude photos, what? Kindle Fire HDs, much more. Fun episode, check it out. And it is Tech Fan Podcast number 180. I'm Tim Robertson, joined by uh, David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello again. And we've got Owen Rubin back. Two in a row for Owen. Two in a row. I'm almost back. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's on his uh, iPad right now because the PC is I'm on my iPhone, actually. iPhone. Because I, I went to my iPad and it had, you know, I upgraded my iPad 2 to iOS 8. And takes forever for anything to happen yeah you got an ipad 2 right yeah oh, i have an ipad 2 and we have an ipad 3 but that's my wife's now so yeah I, I have a mini i have a mini coming some as well so that might help so yeah there's supposed to be a lot of people are saying new ipads being announced this month from apple if they follow kind of what they've done in the past it sounds logical to me and they'll have, I have a it on uh, yeah i have it on fairly good authority that that's happening and then I'll have a touch. I'll have the key, the the uh, thumb touch thing, right? Because that seems to be a key factor to a lot of their new software. I would imagine, yeah, iPhone six internals and a Touch ID sensor is probably a pretty good guess. And I know who David's uh, authority is, so I'm going to take yeah. it as uh, fact. Yeah. This is this is. I'm I'm not quite quite prepared to say it's as good as a Jim Dalrymple yep or no, nope, but it's pretty much there. <laughs> No, I would say that's pretty much guy. right. Yeah, yeah. I, I met. Well, I've heard the same thing who, from a different source. Yeah. So, so that yeah. that's so two confirmed go. sources. Yeah. Well, yeah. I could say, you know, I own an iPad three, and it's starting to get slower on me. I've noticed mm-hmm. with iOS eight, and I really, really do want a new iPad, but less for the speed, more for the what's wrong with this thing? I'm sitting here holding my thumb over the button, and it's not unlocking. Because I'm used to my oh. iPhone 5s now, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I do that too. I got to I do that too. I just like, why isn't it working? Yep. <laughs> I saw a iPhone 6 out in the wild. Somebody was using it yesterday at the airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, a friend of mine has one, the six, not the six plus. And mm-hmm. She was, she let me play with it again, and uh, it's bigger than I thought it was. But it seemed like just everything on the screen was bigger. I was like, I don't have to put my glasses on to read this. It's like, <laughs> well, I like I like the six and. I but it's just not significantly bigger than the 5s for me. That's why I, that's why I thought I'm I'm not going to get the six. I'm going to get the six plus. Plus, I mean, wow, that six plus the battery. I was reading uh, Bob Levitas's kind of a write up on it. He's had a couple now at the Mac Observer. Okay. And you know he has a six and the six plus. Apple loaned him, and he's trying to decide which one he was going to get. And he was a little harsh on the six plus at first. He's like, ah, it's so big. I don't know. Um. But after a week, he said he's going with the 6 Plus. He says the longer battery life, it just destroys uh, the, the 5S and the 6 when it comes to battery life. He says uh, yeah. he starts his mornings, and one day he forgot, and he still had like 20% charge the next morning. Wow. Yeah, Which, I, I mean, it really, it really is a big difference. Yep. And I I must admit, it's starting to sway me. I, 
iOS 8 does seem to have slightly decreased the battery life on my 5S. And, um, I, you know, when I'm traveling, uh, I've had it where I get on a, I, I get out of bed in the morning, I go to the station, and I get on a train to go down to London. And that's harsh on the phone anyway because you're, you know, going you're, tower you're to tower. High, yeah, tower to tower through at high you're speed. Seeking, so it's harsh on the phone. Lot, yeah. Exactly, but even even so, uh, even with that, you know, you kind of you get on the on the train, and two and a half hours later, you're in London. You look at your battery; it's thirty five percent gone. Yeah, and then it's like ten in the morning. So, no, David, so I'm now I'm now always carrying a spare battery with me, like to recharge it during the day. And so I have consistently thought to myself, you know, maybe I should push myself out to a six. I, I'm not happy reason. with the battery life on the five S. That's the one. Most of the time, I'm in a place where I can always keep it charged up. Right. But, you know, the last couple of days I was in L.A. And if I wasn't in the car, because I had Eating a rental pasta. car, or if I wasn't in the hotel, you know, I was using the 5S a lot, checking email and, you know, Facebook. And the the battery just sucks on it. It really does. I have to, I have to agree with both of you because I have mine in a Mophie case. Mm-hmm. That's the, but one thing to know when I upgraded to iOS 8 it turned back on all those features that I had turned off to make the battery last longer. Like the, the, the 3d motion effect came back on and a lot of the background tasks I had turned off came back on. And I have since gone back and switched those back off and my battery life is better again. So if you yeah, had turned he, those off originally, I, 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 they're back yeah, on. I've, I've done, I've done that as well, but even so I notice it's, it's probably about, it's not much, maybe five, ten percent less than it was before. You know, it's just because iOS 8 is doing more stuff in the background, I guess. Yeah. Well, I I was doing a lot of video stuff, too. In fact, I think I sent both of you guys a a video, didn't I? Yeah. Yes, I got one of eating spaghetti. Well, it was... uh, (laughs) pasta. No, it was um, lo mein. Oh, you looked like you were having a good time. I was. Actually, I I, I sent that video to quite a few people. Guy Cyril got (laughs) one. My daughter got one. Both kids got one. I believe I sent that to my wife. Did we um, all say the same thing? <laughs> yeah, pretty much all of you guys are laughing and saying I was crazy. I think it, it, Owens was... There's something wrong with you, yeah, but that's that, why I that's like why you. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually made that video originally for David, because as I was eating my lunch, I was texting back and forth to David. And that was actually in... Uh, uh, where was it? Wow. I just drew a blank right when I was going to say Pasadena. Pasadena. Yeah, it was at the P.F. Chang's. I've always heard about P.F. Chang's. I've never been there, so this is the first time. It was okay. What do you think? It was it's right. okay. It's I, not- I like my local Chinese places here in town better, though. I was going to say, P.F. Chang's is it's kind of... Um, boy, how do I do this without sounding insulting white man's Chinese? It's Well, all uh, Chinese food here in the U.S. is that way. Oh, no, no. So you have to... Next time you come to San Francisco, we'll take you to Chinese that's a little more authentic. Well, I, we I, have, we, have, we We have good Chinese food in both Oakland and you know, Chinese food. I mean, you can get some really good stuff. Well, uh, P.F. Chang's was kind of like um, Panda Express, but better. Like a, like uh, a little bit better Panda Express. And I like Panda Express, too. That's okay. It's yeah. kind of the Burger King of yeah. Chinese food. I agree with you. It's a, little higher, it's a little higher end of that, but it's the common denominator kind of stuff that you expect. Uh-huh. Right, exactly. But the setting is kind of nicer. The restaurants yes. are nicer. Yeah, it's a nice. It's sort of the TGIFs of Chinese. Well, I'd put it a little higher than that, but <laughs> but yeah, it was good and uh, it was a good trip. I had to go to an expo to uh, shop it to see if you know OWC is going to go there next year. Um, which which one? Uh, Can you say? Uh, 
next video. Next video. Yeah, it was an entertaining show. I liked what I saw. Uh, and it was held in. There. It was held in Pasadena. It was. They're moving it to L.A. next year. I guess they're moving back to L.A. next year. Um, Convince them to move it to Anaheim, then you can be right next to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, There's a great convention hall right next door to Disneyland. It's like you know, Anaheim Convention Center. I'm going I, to a number of things there. I flew out on Monday. No, wait. I flew out on Tuesday. I attended the show on Wednesday, and I flew back on Thursday. But because I'm on the East Coast, and you know, this was in L.A flying out and flying back each one of those is a day yeah so i flew out uh you know when i fly there when i land i still have a lot of the day left whereas when i fly out even if i fly out early from la by the time i get back home it's it's nighttime yeah flying west mm-hmm. to east kills you, you rule you ruin the whole day yeah uh, but i had a little bit of time and i didn't really do much the day i flew out i saw the show on wednesday and uh you know, the show closed at six, so I had a lot of time left to kill. And actually, I left before six because it didn't take me all day long to shop the show. I shopped it twice when it first opened, and then hours later when some of the conference stuff was over and there was more attendees. And uh, I left probably around 3.30 because I wanted to try to beat some of the rush heading back to my, 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 uh, my hotel was by LAX. <clears throat> and then I spent uh, that night, I went to... Uh, Santa Monica Pier. That's actually nice. That was cool. Actually, down, I liked it. Downtown Santa Monica is kind of cool too. It's like a big outdoor shopping mall. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I, you know, it, the outdoor thing in Santa Monica really reminded me of some of the suburbs, suburban places I see quite often in Chicago. Yeah, phony towns. Yeah, to call them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nice, Dave, but it's, it's almost too nice and about? clean. Uh, I've I've been I've been Santa, Mon- Santa Monica once, but it was a okay. long time ago. It, it, it feels thing, it, it feels faux authentic, if that makes any sense yeah. at all. Faux authentic. Do they do that around London and England? You don't get these. I, I call we call, my wife and I call them phony towns. They they build a mall that's one great big giant outdoor building, and then they put these fake fronts on each of them. Yeah. To make them look like they're separate buildings and have some style, but it's just one great big mall, outdoor mall. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of places like that over here. We don't tend to go in for it so much. Well, certainly we don't do outdoor stuff as much because the weather's not good enough. So. Ah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Kind of uh, architectural constraint. But I've seen these <laughs> things before, and yeah, it's okay. Well, I think Santa, or I think uh, Santa Monica was much more authentic. Uh, but you know, seeing the mountains in the background, that just kind of makes everything a little bit nicer. <laughs> LA, LA yeah. can be for, people give la a bad name but la can be very nice area can be very nice yeah yeah i, 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 had a good I, I wish i could have met you down there because uh if you, you go down into korean town and there's some amazing restaurants in oh korean yeah town. well that's the thing i didn't know where to go and uh i didn't hook up with anybody while i was there i, I sent out a message to twitter because i thought i can hook up with someone that listens to the show i can i could do a show from there but right um i didn't give a lot of people i didn't give people a lot of time to to plan anything out so yeah sadly it's own. 500 miles for me so it's not yeah no that would have been that would but you been know that but there are people who call me go hey i'm gonna be in disneyland you want to join me it's like uh excuse me they go well, it's just california you know aren't you just right up the street <laughs> it's like i know <laughs> i had put yeah there he is uh on my flight from now see from to go there i went from detroit i drove to detroit it's only about this less than two hours for me to get to the airport in detroit about an hour and a half and who do you fly on from there? Uh, American both ways. American. Okay. Yeah. So I went f- American from Detroit to Chicago, Chicago to L.A. Coming back, I went from L.A. to Dallas. 
and then Dallas to Detroit. But well, the, how far are you from Chicago? That's like five hour drive. Um, well, no, Chicago itself is about three, three and a half. Okay. When I go to work, it's about a five hour drive, but oh. because of where O'Hara O'Hara Airport is, it's about a four hour drive. What if? But what about um, Midway? No, that's even worse. That's worse. Okay. Yeah, because you got to go through practically downtown. Oh, for, I, Midway is in a terrible location. It's it's in a neighborhood, basically. Well, I I fly in and out of Midway all the time because that's where Southwest flies. Right. So, and you can get really good flights, and they're cheaper, and then you don't have to stop in Chicago because that is their Chicago. But I couldn't. I'm trying to remember which side of the city you're on and what you have to go to to get there. Right. Neither one of those are are viable options. Okay. Detroit's a, okay. is honestly the best option for price and convenience. I could go to Grand Rapids, but it's about the same distance, and it's more country, you know, rural driving. So I I prefer going to Detroit. Parking's easy. The airport's easy to get around. Uh, But I did see a uh, a movie star. You did? Yeah, coming from L.A. to to Dallas. uh, I was in, of course, economy, but I was like five seats behind the first class guys. And the last seat in first class was Christian Clemson who you probably don't recognize the name, but if you've ever watched, say, Boston Legal, he yes. was on there. He was the guy that had the uh, weird mannerisms the, and stuff. The bo- oh, 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 I know what you're talking about. Yep, yep. And, uh, yeah, he's a good actor. I've, I've liked him. He always plays those kind of kooky roles. And uh, I, don't, I, don't I thought maybe you had spottings when you are in Santa Monica. No, no. There's, there's always a lot of spottings there as well. Yeah, I, yeah I, if I was looking for it, I probably may have the only reason i, I noticed this guy is because boston legal is one of my all-time favorite shows and as a, walking to my seat i was like oh that's that one guy what's he in oh yeah he was in boston League. oh i've course. started re-watching that series by the way oh, so I, good I, <laughs> so good. So did you uh did you speak to him no i don't did you no i'm not i'm not one of those guys i'll mention it on facebook or something but i'm not actually going to go up and say hey, I'm a big fan <laughs> you didn't stick your phone in his face i heard a story the other day about <laughs> i heard a story the other day about um i was listening to his podcast and the guy said when the ipad first came out he was sat on a train using his ipad with a bluetooth keyboard yeah and uh, he saw the woman across from him she had an, an android phone bearing in mind this is like you know a few years ago when the first ipad came out and she's kind of looking over <laughs> and she sees her fiddling with her phone Right, and he kind of wonders what she's doing, and then the flash goes on on the back, and she was clearly taking a picture of him with the keyboard. But obviously, you know, she was caught out because the flash went off. He said the next stop, she just got off, and she was so ashamed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's understandable. But it was a good trip. I, you know, LA's uh, nice, nice, nicer weather for the most part than, you know, it was. I don't want to say it was hot because I I wore jeans or slacks the whole time i was there i never i brought shorts with me but i never actually wore them and then uh i get back when i left michigan it was nice weather here it was about the same temperature to be honest and when i get back it's rainy and nasty and we're experiencing a lot of, of storms right way, now please we'd love to have some of those just we got we got a lot of storm last night out. boy i tell you yeah. the the there was so powerful thunder last night that it was shaking my whole house at a couple times wow yeah it was and, w- and when you ship the rain will you ship like some intelligence pills Mm-mm. we had one little rain where we got like a half an no inch. we're all out we ran out around 1982 here oh, God. well it, it, so we get a half an inch of rain and then people are out you know washing their sidewalks like like oh the drought's over you know it's, 
<laughs> so let's uh, talk about some tech stuff since this is a show called Tech Fan, not Tim's uh, work trip to L.A. I have to I have to say one thing though. Um, those guys don't mind typically if you just come up and say hi. I'm a fan. Hello, nice to meet you. I know. I it's, it's not that. It's just that that's not me. I don't. I was sitting at a counter. We we're in a breakfast counter at a restaurant, and uh, we we're, we're I was almost halfway through breakfast, and and Diane leans over to me and she says, "The guy next to you is from Will and Grace, you know." And I look over and it's the guy from Will and Grace just sitting at the counter next to me. And of course, I didn't bug him, but it was kind of weird. He was just like, you know, I didn't even notice him because I wasn't expecting this guy to be sitting at the counter next yeah. to me <laughs> you know i, I just figure people, if it's a, people well if i'm at a place you know like an expo or something sure i'll say something but you know the guy's got his headphones on he's right. he's you know uh-uh, i'm not gonna bug someone in that situation You're because i wouldn't want to be bugged either yeah really and that's, to hey aren't you tim robbins well i actually <laughs> here's the funny thing i was uh i was you know like i was at this expo and i was talking to this guy and he saw that I was with Otherworld Computing because it was on my badge. And uh, he started talking and he's like, yeah, and you guys got a show. I just started. Uh, and I thought he was talking about our installation videos at first. I was like, oh, oh yeah, okay. we've been doing those for a while. And he goes, no, I was listening to it on my iPad or my iPhone. <laughs> I was like, oh, you mean OWC Radio? And he goes, yeah, yeah, you guys got a guy doing that. And I said, yeah, that's me. And he goes, it is? And I said, I said, hey, guys, OWC Radio. And he goes, oh, it is you. <laughs> so... So he's literally talking to the guy he's talking about and not realizing it. I don't know if that's good or bad, though. I guess it's kind of good. I don't know. So what should we talk about? Speaking of OWC. So, so, so I... Uh, with my SSD drive. Are you? It's like, it's like having a new computer. Yeah. You, you put the uh, SSD in what? Your MacBook? I, I, yeah, I put it in my MacBook Pro. Mm-hmm. I just replaced the regular hard drive. So I did a... I, I, I attached it to an external drive, and I, and I formatted it and, and installed mavericks on it and then i swapped it into the machine and rebooted the funny part i was really disappointed because it took like 25 seconds to boot i thought well this is not significantly faster but then i forgot the first time it boots it has to build all those cache files uh did you do a migration or well no this was just a clean install oh well see it's got to do more than that it's got to create the user and everything yeah so all that came up and then when i rebooted the next time it was like bang and then i did a migration of my apps and stuff and because I ended up doing a migration after all because I didn't want to have to go find all my boxes with all my serial numbers and no, all yeah. receipts and stuff. And I decided that's it's I'll, I'll deal with it. And then I deleted a bunch of stuff I didn't need. You know, I didn't migrate everything. Old so, stuff stayed. And so was, I'm in uh, I'm in Santa Barbara, or I'm in uh, L.A. And I get a text or an email from David because he'll send me. Well, we send each other, and we got to put you on this list too. Um, I, ideas. Do you, do you, is ideas for the show notes, David? That's cool. Uh, it, it's kind not of all of them. That, but, all or, of them or, or sometimes it's just things that that I read and I think you'd be interested. Or you know, <laughs> yeah, copy me on those. I'd love to see. You know, so. Well, the yeah. first one that he sent was uh, uh, who wrote it? I think it's Ars Technica. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It is uh, the next version of Windows will be Windows Ten. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw that one. This is crazy. I mean, what happened to nine? <laughs> I get what they're doing. I mean, they're trying to catch up with Apple and numbering. I guess I don't know. It doesn't. I, and their justification I, was a joke. Yeah, I I think it should be I Windows mean, X actually if they did. Yeah, it right. I mean, the, it's cute to say, oh yeah, who else has got software with the uh, with the ten in the name? Um, 
I would imagine what it is, as far as they're concerned, Windows 8 has been such a sales disaster for yeah, them. Yeah, they want to get as far well, away if, as possible. If we, yeah, if we, we, if we just do nine, then, then that won't be good enough. So um, let's, let's move it up to 10, which is kind of ironic because from what I understand <laughs> and from what I've seen, the basically all this is is effectively windows 8 with the, with some new interfa- interface element so i think underneath it's pretty much the same and they're bringing but back the start which, menu but windows 8 was windows 7 with the new interface my well, biggest complaint on windows 8 no, Win- is that windows, it looks- windows 8 is yeah windows 8 has they they actually did a fair amount in the core of windows 8 um, and I think, I mean, certainly I found that Windows 8 machines are more stable than Windows 7. I have yet to have really? a problem with it running in my arcade cabinet. That's what's running all my MAME stuff. Yeah. Windows oh. 8.1. But and- what bugs me about it is Windows 8, and maybe I'm hoping Windows 10 will get around this. I hate that you jump in and out of the of Windows 8 mode. You know, yeah, you no, launch an yeah, app this, and you're like, we're back, you're back into XP. No, this, kind of this, thing. this, ba- this is basically what they've done. Effectively, what happens with this now is that. Um, while you can change it so it works like Windows 8 does today, by default, particularly if you launch it on a machine with a keyboard and a okay. mouse, it recognizes what, what it has. Then then when you will get the desktop, and when you press the Start button, you'll get a Start menu that is kind of a combination of the old Windows 7 Start menu oh, plus, cool. the, plus the Start screen you got with Windows 8. So it's all in one So you're talking interface. about 10. Yeah, that's, I, I actually oh, watched. 10, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen it, David? Uh, I've seen I've seen some online videos. I've downloaded okay. a copy of the uh, of the preview, but I've not had time to install it yet. Yeah. I'm an MSDN um, developer. I can go. I can yeah. get it, but I haven't looked yet. I, I'm downloading it. it. I'm getting a copy of uh, Parallels. They're sending me an NFR copy, and I told them what yeah. I said. I'd like a copy of your of your program because I want to try Windows 10 and talk about it on uh, the TechFan podcast. So I'll give them a shout out. I, I just bought. I just, just bought, I just up, paid to update Parallels. It was forty nine bucks. It's like yeah, but if I can I get use, it for I free, it I'll so get much. it for free. <laughs> I know. By saying I use yeah. it so much, I just decided I would just pay. for Yeah, it. but I, you know, yeah. they get PR when they send it to David and I and stuff like that. Oh, I know. Why? Well, so I still um, haven't bought into it though. I still haven't bought Quicken. Yeah. yeah. The other the other thing you can do, Owen, with uh, Windows ten is that the 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 metro style the modern style apps the ones that used to run full screen in tablet mode now can run as a window on your windows desktop oh that's fantastic so, yeah okay. yeah so you yeah. kind of get the best of both worlds you can fully resize those and it kind of does this smart yeah that was that my biggest complaint they, they yeah you know windows 8 is in and out of that mode yeah windows 8's been schizophrenic i mean it, it feels like two distinct operating systems when i boot up my main machine when i i usually don't even turn it off i usually just put it to sleep but and I was gone for three days, so there's no reason for it to sit there running. So I had turned it off, and when I boot it up, of course, it always goes to the new interface. And then I got to click the desktop button to get to actually where I want to be. It seems like a pain. Um, and, and well, I'm also well, surprised yeah. by the number because Windows odd Windows numbers have usually been the more stable releases. <laughs> so I'm wondering why they, you know, Windows 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 uh, three was Vis- good. Windows Vista, which was <laughs> six, was awful. Windows 7 was good. Windows 8 came back, wasn't so good. So Windows 9, the odd release, is going to be good. Now, I'm wondering if they just don't think it's so good, they just went right to 10. I don't know. I liked <laughs> I liked Windows 8.1. It, it doesn't... 8.1, it was an odd one. Well, yeah, but I don't know. It was the, every I, even with release, Windows right? 8, Windows 8.1, I, it seems stable to me. I It doesn't... If I was a diehard Windows user, yeah, I, I would hate it. But I think, you know, honestly... The new Windows is more appealing to Mac users than longtime Windows users. Yeah, 
I'd, I'd agree. Uh, I yeah. think it's we said that about Vista, I, if you remember right, yeah. David, back in 2006 yeah, when you came I onto do. the MyMac podcast. By the way, I listened because yeah. I got my uh, my my old iPod with the 250 gig hard drive in it, and it syncs everything other than music and TV shows that's on my iTunes library, which means every single episode of the old MyMac podcast is on everything. Cool. And I was just kind of scrolling, and I stopped. I was like, I want to hear an old MyMac episode. And I stopped one way back in 2006, and it was the one that you joined the show on, you and Guy. Really? The go- yeah. Oh, how fun. I was like, I don't even remember what episode it was. But, yeah, it was your first official full-time MyMac episode. But let's oh. take a quick break here because we're coming up on a half hour. Uh, do a quick break, and then we'll be back with some more fun tech fan. Are you into video games? Well, check out one of the many club podcasts here on the Stoplight Network. There's Club Nintendo, Club PlayStation, Club Xbox, and Club Steam. Whether you love Mario, love Halo, love Crash Bandicoot, or just love some good old-fashioned PC gaming, make sure to check out one of the many club podcasts here on the Stoplight Network. These shows are weekly shows where we'll catch up on what we're playing, what uh, news stories are on that platform this week, and much, much more, all revolving around the wonderful world of video games. So check out Club Nintendo, Club PlayStation, Club Xbox, and Club Steam right here on the Stoplight Network. And we are back here on the Tech Fan Podcast. We'd love to have feedback from you. If you could send feedback to Tim at TechFanPodcast.com or David at TechFanPodcast.com. And I was going to say Owen at TechFan, but... I'm just going to bounce that. Yeah, it just keeps bouncing. I've set the email account up and it's just not working right. I'm going to work on it more later today when I get some more time, but... um, Maybe you need a technical guy to set it up. No, I, you know how many email addresses I've set up? I'm kidding. I don't know why it's not working. It's it's making me pull my hair. I got to go back into the settings. Maybe I, I limited tech fan domain to only two email addresses or something. I don't know. But oh, I okay. I got to I got to explore it more. Every time I think I need to get it fixed, something comes up and I get halfway through and I test it again and it doesn't work and I go, Argh. So anyways, um so we're, I guess are we all looking forward to Windows 10? I am. I'm, I'm looking forward to something new. Um, I, I'm in a kind of a weird place with the Windows stuff I use at the moment because our uh, corporate build that I use in the office is not very good. We're not really very happy with the laptops we're using at the moment. We've got these Lenovo Ultrabooks that are really kind of big and heavy for Ultrabooks. Um, That's too bad and we've just, Lenovo used to make great machines. Yeah, these these ones they're okay, but um, the other thing they have the most world's most awful trackpad, and it really uh. is terrible. It's it's pretty much unusable. Everybody complains about them. Well, so we, I was going to say, is this because you're used to the Mac one, which is really no? Well, the Mac I've one, heard the bad Mac things about good. Lenovo yeah. too. Okay, it, it it has this weird thing where it's it's supposed to be glass. It doesn't feel like glass. Um, also, as well, it has two buttons on it rather than one. So you press up near the top to try and press a button. And the whole thing kind of depresses, like the uh, like the um, like the Apple one does, but it depresses from the bottom upwards. The hinges at the bottom, so the whole front oh, goes weird. down. 
really far and then the other thing as well is that it does it kind of registers your finger based on where you're touching so half the time you think you're pressing the left button you actually get in the right and vice versa oh, and then annoying. it's kind of jerky it's just it's just horrible so we're not really happy with these machines and and because my part of the company has now spun off and become a a separate company we have an opportunity to do something different and we're looking at maybe going to max um, nice. and and then just using the <laughs> Just using the corporate machines, um, kind of using that, using it, running a VM image with that corporate Windows software in, so that we can do kind of uh, timesheets and and finance and invoicing and stuff like that. So that's what we're thinking of doing, but we're holding off because we are waiting for new machines. Hmm. So we'll wait so to see when whether whether Retina MacBook Airs are coming out, and uh, you know it's normally around a bit this time of year. That what the hell um, do you need a Retina MacBook Pro for out. that? For what you're doing. You're not doing graphic work or video. You don't need a retina. Part, part of the uh, part of the reason for doing this upgrade to Max is kind of a uh, showing forward-looking tech to our customers when we're sat in front yeah. of them. Okay. So our boss, our boss wants us to have the best stuff. Okay. Twist my arm. I have to tell you. Yeah, I know. So I went to this company that is a SaaS company. You know, they it's all corporate. You know, they're software. Sassy. And sassy. And so the guy said, well, the guy wants to do the demo for you. He actually is in Los Angeles. And she walks in with a MacBook Air, sets it down, hits a button that shows up on their big screen because they have an Apple TV plugged in. I thought, wow, these guys, it was just like, it was so, it was so easy. And I looked at that and went, why don't people just get this, you know, for yep. corporate? It's just so yeah. easy, simple. Yep. So I got approved. I mean, it's kind of weird to say this because I've been doing product reviews for almost 20 years now. And, uh, but you know, the big companies, well, let me take that back. The only big company that's never, well, that's not true either. <laughs> the only company nowadays that won't send products to us is Apple. I don't know why they still don't. And, it, and into it. <laughs> well, yeah, I said big I'm companies. Sorry, I'm going to keep taking my jab and into it. They've pissed me off. But you know, I, I've never really reached out to Google, uh, and I may eventually, but they're just not that big into hardware, so it's never been that big of a deal. But uh, I did reach out to Facebook. I was like, hey, you know what? We we talk about your products all the time. So I, they approved me to be a product reviewer. Um, they're going to start sending me the different Kindles. And I don't know if they're going to send me Amazon. Amazon, yeah, yeah. Amazon, you mean? Yeah. Oh, what right. A- sorry. You said, you said Facebook. Oh, he sorry. That's Facebook. why I was, sorry. I, was, too, yeah. I was sitting there thinking... What Facebook makes? Yeah, I, no, no, it's yeah. my, it's my. Right. I, I was looking at a show notes for about yeah. the okay. two Facebook things. Um, right. So yeah, no, Amazon approved me as a actual product reviewer, and I thought, you know, I, I've been a member of your Vine program since it started, <laughs> so you've been sending me free products there forever. Um, I'm one of the top reviewers on Amazon.com. What was the holdup? <laughs> but they're going to yeah. send me uh, either the six or the seven inch. Uh, fire All right, HDs. now full disclosure, Tim. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure. Why are you the, one of the top reviewers? Because when Amazon first started, they actually approached me. Uh, because no, we but had isn't a, it because you were posting? Re- yeah, yeah. Or, let, let me finish. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Amazon approached me when they first started up and started getting into electronics, which was about seven months after they started the business. They started ah, selling. Okay. You know, uh, that's a wild little thing. Oh, yeah. This is very early days for Amazon. In fact, one of their top people contacted me and they said, uh, <clears throat> hey, we see that you're uh, you're doing great product reviews over at MyMac. Would you mind sharing those reviews on our site? We're trying to build up our okay. reviews. And I thought, 
Uh, I don't think I want to do that. But then I thought, well, wait a minute. This could give us some exposure. And it ha it's worked. Now, the links that I put in on the reviews there, they're not actual links. It's just plain text. They stripped the actual HTML out. But people could <laughs> still see where the actual review came from. So let's say oh, very cool. I okay. take one of your reviews and I post it on Amazon. And I don't post it the same day that I do at my Mac. Usually I forget about it and it's like a month later or two months later and I start, I, I kind of mass, you know, post a whole bunch of reviews on Amazon for the products that we've done. But your review on Amazon will read, now it's under my name, of course, it's my account, but it will say, Owen Rubens, MyMac.com review. I know. I saw my name up there once, and I was like, how did that get up there? Mm -hmm. Don't you remember I asked you about that? And that's what I did. you told me. That's what you did. Yeah. And it made me smile. I thought that was, that was a great idea. Yeah. Well, I want, to give a, I want to give my Mac credit for it because it's our content, but I thought the, the reviewer's name should be first because you're the one who actually wrote it. So I want to give you the props, nice. too. So it's Owen Rubens, MyMac.com review, and then it's your review exactly the way it is on the site minus any screen capture pictures or anything like that sure okay and uh and then at the very cool. bottom of the reviews sometimes i forget but most of the time i'll actually put the url from the actual review now oh, no. amazon doesn't allow that anymore they don't allow people to post reviews from other sites but they grandfathered me in because i actually reached out and they wrote back no you've been doing this since the beginning we'd love it if you continued so hey fine with me excellent and uh, it, we, we've got we've got traffic from there too. I've seen email from people. Hey, I read your review on Amazon, and they're coming to me through my Mac. So it's That's worked cool. both ways. It's it's cool. beneficial for them. It's beneficial for us. I'm happy to do it. And they're going to send me uh, either the six or the seven inch uh, Fire HD tablet. And I'm kind of curious so they, to be honest about the six inch because I've got a seven inch Kindle Fire. It's the first like generation. It. I've heard, I've, most people I know are, were not happy with it. No, it's not bad. I mean, it's not an iPad. When you stop comparing it to an iPad, it's not bad. If you've never owned an iPad, you'd probably like it. Well, if most you've people ever I know used... were comparing it to true Android tablets. <sighs> See, no, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's not. I mean, it is, but it's what it is, honestly, it's a tablet that lives within the Amazon ecosystem. So if that's where you're buying your your books... It's perfect. If that's where you do most of your shopping, it's perfect. If you're a okay. Prime member and you can get all those free videos, it's fantastic. And I do all of those things. So the Kindle works well for me. And they have maybe 20% of the games and stuff that Apple does and iOS and Android. Okay. And so the kids like to play with it too. But now this is the first generation, the one that I have, the 7-inch um, Kindle Fire. Yeah. They have this, I guess, what, the third generation now? And they're coming out with a 6 and a 7-inch. And, and I know they're going to send me the cheap. seven. Yeah, they're dirt yeah, cheap. Yeah, they are. I cheap. mean, they, they, these are these are really just a, a few dollars more than a than a regular Kindle. Wait, we should we should say inexpensive. They don't seem to be built cheaply. No, right. So they're sending me. I know they're going to send me the seven, and I, and I might it might take a little longer to get the six because it's a brand new product. But the six is the one that I'm really really interested. It's a six inch display. It's HD. 1280 by 800 display, 252 PPI. It's got a mm. quad core 1.5 gigahertz processor, eight gigabytes for $99 or 16 gigabytes for $119. So no SD card on those. 
Uh, I didn't see the SD card listed, so I'm going to say no. no I'm guessing no, typically they when they sell memory like that, they take the SD card off. So, uh, and they, then front I, think, I don't think I don't think any of the Amazon tablets take an SD okay. card. Okay, good to know. I didn't because because so. their their ecosystem is all about if it's not on your tablet, you download it from Amazon. Right, it's on the cloud. Right? They also have a kids yeah. uh, Kindle Fire now as well, and I'm I would be very interested in reviewing that. Basically, handing it off to my six and eleven year old and let them play with it and see what they think. That's cool. Yeah, it does cost more, but I, you know, I, I'm happy what to look at it, these what tablets. What makes it a kids thing? Is I think like it's wrapped built? in plastic, and it probably okay. is very limited on on what you can do. That's the one issue I don't like about the uh, the my Kindle. My kids could actually buy something, and you never have to enter a password. Oh, I'm looking at it now. Yes, yeah. it's wrapped in in big big rubbery plastic. Right. So that's kind of a cool idea. It looks like it'll bounce. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be a review unit, which I have to send back. So if they want to try bounce again, I'm fine with that. Um, oh, it's a kid proof case. They add to a Kindle. Fire, yeah, pretty much. Like. Okay. But I, I'm hoping that they do something to the OS that would kind of make it harder to buy something or to do in app purchases. It looks like with this looks like with the new OS that's on these new devices, they've fixed that. I they hope so. That. That's, that's been my biggest well, they call issue. That, yeah. It says here, Amazon free time. Uh, create a profile for each children. Choose what books, apps, games, and videos they want to give their kids access to. See, that's something it's I've been saying with that Apple need to do with the iOS, with the iPad in particular. They need to have multi-user. They just do. I can understand yeah. why they wouldn't add it to an iPhone because it's your phone. But for an iPad, I agree. Most families don't have multiple iPads. They have one yeah. iPad, and it belongs to whoever in the family. But they let the kids use it. I was hoping that was coming this time too. I don't. Need, I don't understand I why they, they don't do it. Multiple users. They've done it on the Mac. They've and what they do they've is doing let the main years. user say, "These are the apps that go in each user." Right. Yeah, and, and they can't access the sharing. store. They can't access the internet. This is all they can do. Or if they can now access the internet, sharing, no web browser. They got the fun. Well, do it family sharing. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe if you see iPads with Touch ID, then that makes sense because then you can just have. You don't have to do because the problem with with that is always going to be password management. Sure, the kids know your password. So yeah, the kids. Well, yeah, that's that's exactly it. The kids either know your passwords and they can hack it through, or you lose the password for the kids' account or something like that. So I would imagine if you have an iPad with Touch ID, it would be potentially much easier to do that because then it's just fingerprints. I saw. Wait, wait a minute. The kids know your password because there's only one account and you give it to them. Well, they, they see you own, punch it in. If they had four their own four digit account, I guess. Because well, I. I, I I have this Don't problem have kids, with my so. kid. I have this problem with my kids with um with parental controls, because it's 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 better now with iOS eight because we have family sharing going and and they don't have I don't have to do something on their iPad to allow them to get an app. Right. But in, in times gone past, if they wanted updates or they wanted their uh, their apps something like this, they give me the iPad and then I'd have to be kind of turning it away from them while I type the four digit coding because I didn't want them to figure out what it was. Right. Then they can disable. But if controls. you're in a hurry and they just hand it, oh here, yeah, there you go, and they saw it. They're yeah, you're right. They're little, but they're that. clever. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I told you like, in, on on the one of the games I did for Atari, um, it had a keypad on it so you could enter options. So I thought, being the smartass that I was, that I would program in that if I put like my phone number and my social security number and my address, it would give me free games. Is this the one that right. you found written on a on an arcade cabinet? No, 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 no. So we put it out on test, and I went out there, and the guy says, not collecting very well. So we stood there, and we watched. And this kid walks up, and he punches some numbers in. He gets free time. He starts playing. It's like, how the hell did they figure out this 14-digit number? And someone must have just seen me do it and remembered it. Yep. And, and, and it went everywhere. So we had to take it out of the game when the, 
when it went forward from there. But you're right. If they can remember a number like that, the four digits is a trivial thing. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. Hey, David. No, the, the ones on the side of the cabinet was Major Havoc that has those warp codes. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's two that are two digits and two that are three digits. And so they just put a big sheet of paper on the side of the cabinet <laughs> with all the numbers. And then someone would try a number, and if it didn't work, they'd scratch it out. <laughs> so, David, <laughs> so there was them. a couple things that you posted last week that we didn't get to. One of them was a, a hack to run Androids on Windows, Android apps on Windows, Mac, Linux. Yeah, this is... Um... Uh, this is this is apparently somebody's figured out a way of doing this. And, That's been around um, for a while. It, I, Android on Windows. There's been there's been an Android simulator. I've never used it. There's the, yeah. The, the, there is a there is a simulator. There's also one that allows you to simulate an iPad on um, on Windows and Mac as well. But okay. but both of those things they kind of they're a real hack in that in that to get um, apps into those environments the developer has to do that for you. Uh, oh. And then publish the apps. So, it's that really is kind of a a, a a janky kind of hack, and you're relying on somebody else. But this, no, this was a this was a um, a different way of doing it that that really allowed you to to try and run Android apps on 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 a Windows. You're machine. not talking about BlueStacks, right? No. No. Okay. So uh, yeah, I, I just thought it I just thought it was interesting that that. You know, people are interested in in trying to do this. It's one of those things you kind of think, "Oh, that sounds kind of cool." And then you you stop and you think, "Why would I want to do that?" And how would the interface work? And I could see um, it if you have a multi-touch trackpad like on a MacBook Pro, that could stimulate you touching an Android phone. That would work. Yeah, I was wondering how they handle the touch feature. I guess they just use the mouse around to touch, but that would be tough with some games. Well, you can't. If you have multi-touch, it wouldn't work. That's why I said right. a, a MacBook Pro with multi-touch would absolutely work. And and there's 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 lots of um, persistent talk that Google are, are looking at uh, making Android apps available through through their Chrome operating system. Right. That would so you do, that I, will legitimize a lot of Chromebooks out there. But again, you're going to run into that problem with how do you interact with it. Well, I'm just wondering I mean, what you it, saw that was different, David, because I've I've had BlueStacks and I've had Amadeus and there's one I can't remember what that well, one was called and I, uh, I wasn't, Snappy. I, I wasn't aware that uh, that this was really a thing, but really what I was interested in with this is is the kind of what's the what's the value of this? Is it is it is it just a neat hack? Is it just something that's yeah, interesting yeah. for people to do, or is anybody actually going to pick it up and run with it? To me. I yeah I mean it's it's kind of like that feature they have in um in OS in OS 10 um, Mavericks where you have kind of they've had it for a while now the launchpad thing where it shows you all your apps kind of like they're on an iPad um, right. and it's one of those things you know you, nobody ever uses it because it's like why would you want to interact with your apps like that on a computer um, no, I said and, the same and thing. thank of, you it's not just and, me and, thank you yeah and and and, and I, I just thought this was interesting as well it's neat as a hack but the point is is that is this a trend that we think people might want to adopt or for me i'd always rather pick up my actual device which is not actual people no use- nerdy hacky yeah. people yes yeah which well, go is look at this point thing zero one percent of all users so david go look at this thing called snap p which is the one that i had played with before because it really basically makes your computer into a, it's funny they show it on a mac which is funny but it says download it for windows but the computer they show is a mac um I found that amusing, but it does the same kind of thing. And in fact, they've incorporated it completely. So you get access to your camera's photos. It almost feels sort of like iCloud 
in the way they've done this. If you put an app on your PC, it shows up on your phone and vice versa. It's, they did a nice job of interfacing it. So I've seen things like this before. I just never used them because I didn't know how good they were, and nor did I yeah, care. This, right? this, this basically was, a, was an add-on to the Chrome browser that let you do okay. this, and they are kind of, they're kind of building cool. on the work that... They're building on the work that, that the Google are doing to build this into Chrome, uh, into the ah, Chrome OS. So, so that they, makes a lot kind of sense. They kind of so hacked it out, actual, but it, actual Google it, approved. It's not. I don't. I don't think this. Is, I don't think this is Google. This is go- not Google authorized. This is somebody who's taken some Chrome code okay. and kind of shoehorned it to the browser. But the thing <laughs> is, is I, it just just prompts this thing. It's like, it's like, okay, fine, you can do it, but why? Why? <laughs> you know, I know. I'm going to say what, why. Yeah. <laughs> I, what I don't understand is why Google has two operating systems to begin with, Android and Chrome. Why can't they just have the laptops run Android? And Chrome should just be a web browser. Sadly, Chrome is an interface, not an OS, in my opinion. And I, That's what I'm saying. Crazy. That's what I'm it saying. It's not, Absolutely. I don't think of Chrome as an OS. I think Chrome is a, as a graphical interface. I... I, I, I think they're hurting themselves doing it this way. They need to pick a horse, and that's what they're going to use. Well, but, but if you say the same thing about Apple, they have, no, they have, because, the, under, they have nah. the underlying Unix system or, or mock system, and then they have Mac OS that sits on top of it. They've, Google's just sold it wrong, in my opinion. They yes. call it another operating system, and it's not. It's not really another operating system. It's a, it's a GUI, in my opinion. But some people will disagree. I just don't think it has the – it doesn't run by itself. So do you guys have you guys installed any of these new uh, keyboards on your uh, iOS devices? I haven't. I've been seeing just a the, lot of news. just the emoji one. Yeah, I've seen a lot of I, posts uh, about this, but I haven't done it yet. I um, yeah, I put one of them on. Which one? Which was the one that I put now? Um, I'm just looking at my uh, iPhone because it's got a little icon here somewhere for it. Do you like it though? Well, I would say I'm assuming your keyboard doesn't have dollar signs and has pound signs and stuff right i mean it's already an english keyboard instead of a u.s yeah keyboard. yeah it's 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 customized for for okay. um, english use, yeah mm-hmm. um no the one in fact it was on i'm looking now it's on my ipad it's not on my um not on my iphone it i think it was the swift key one or what one of the two but yeah swift key was was the big one that kind of everyone was waiting for i used it for a few minutes and i went back because i didn't find that the Auto-correction was as good as Apple's own. Is that the one where you drag so, your finger around? No, that's swipe. Swipe. Um, I think Swift. I think SwiftKey can do that, but I didn't. I've got no interest in doing that. The only one that's kind of um, that's kind of I have been thinking about doing is the one for Text Expander, which allows oh, you to do all the yeah. text expansion um, on ev- cool. on everything on your phone. Um, that is something I I could probably make use of, but it means buying Text Expander again because it's an upgrade. <laughs> of course. So. You see yeah, that uh, so, huh. Elon Musk says next year's Tesla's cars will be able to drive, self-drive, ninety percent of the time. Wow! I was what just in LA, mean? and that doesn't. Yeah, it's. Uh, what does oh, that I, mean? I, does I, that no? If you haven't had a ride in one yet, you know, it, <clears throat> I wasn't sure whether to duck or smile. It's it, they work. This the, a Google ones work. It's well, they, work, well they, they, they work. Yeah. The only work where they've done kind of detailed lidar lidar mapping of the streets ahead of time. So I, well, no, I don't no, they've, understand. They've when, now been putting them in areas that they don't have details, and they still work most of the time. Yeah, but, but it's the most know, of the time part that bothers me. 
that means if you end up on a dirt road or something, the car will stop because it doesn't, yeah, but, it can't but, read the road. Right. But I don't know. Or most of the time is when you're falling off a bridge and you're going, well, it worked most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I don't, yeah. What I don't want to do is, uh, yeah, this, when, when Musk says it works 90% of the time, what does that mean? I don't want to have to sit behind the wheel waiting for the car to go. Bing, you have control, and all of a sudden you've got to kind of figure out where My you are. My understanding is it stops. They, well, they, that doesn't they, help they, you if they, you're on the 410. Stop. No, no, they won't stop. <laughs> driving at 80 <laughs> miles an hour. In fact, if you ask me, that's the only place I really want auto driving. Uh, I get on the freeway, take over, and space look, and do all that stuff for me so I, you know, so the traffic keeps flowing. You know how, I, how I, well I, traffic would yeah. flow if everybody was spaced automatically? But the the problem is it's when this stuff goes wrong. We know that tech goes wrong. This is yeah. why, even though we had very, very, very good autopilot systems and fly-by-wire and everything in aircraft for 40, 50 years, every airline still pays the training and, and staff costs to have two pilots in the cockpit. It's because you can't rely on the machine all the time. Yeah. And well, so to me, you do know that the plane that crashed at the San Francisco airport, the one that hit the end of the runway... Did yeah. so. Uh, yeah. No, I, so I know. Because I'm... the pilots did not know how to fly the plane. Yep. They relied strictly on the automatics. And when the automatics had failed, they didn't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, they kind of they, were on, they were on an approach that did not have ILS turned on. And they didn't know what to do. And the automat automatics were basically saying, we can't land. And they didn't know how to fly the plane. But that was out of Hong Kong, that. right? That was <laughs> yeah, out of China. It was, uh, was not Malaysia. Was it Malaysia? Yeah. No, was no, it was uh, Korean. 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 Yeah. Because I know. So I know a guy. His one of his friends was one of the flight instructors in in for Korean air the Korean airline that they're talking about, and he said they fired all the flight instructors because they wouldn't pass the pilots because they didn't know how to fly the planes. They only had to know knew how to run the automatics. They yeah. had they, you know they claimed ten thousand hours in a co cockpit sitting but. It was ten thousand hours sitting behind a machine that was flying the plane. That was they the crash really that uh, that somebody had posted uh, a fake news story and a, an actual news story actually ran the names of the pilots. Yeah, yeah that's right. Like the one of them was like, was uh, "What we pilot? What we?" Way and then do now. <laughs> way too low. Yeah, way, way. Yeah. yeah, too low. Yeah, but I mean, so David, I agree with you that that, that automatics will go bad. You know, in fact, what was the yeah. movie? What was the iRobot? I, go watch the movie iRobot with yeah, know, the, the new it, version. Yeah. And I love that yeah. where, you know, he argues with the, his Audi to take control. <laughs> Just, yeah. That made me laugh. You know, I want control. Oh, we don't advise it. I want control. Then. <laughs> so you posted something last week. Of course, it's, it's two weeks old now, David. But uh, the headline a week ago was eight days later, Bungie leaving disconnected Destiny player stranded. Now, this is a brand new game that... Bungie came out with, which, quite honestly, it looks it's it's Halo. I don't know, you know, Bungie was all we want to do our own thing, and then they just made a, a an an MMO Halo. It's like Halo, really, yeah. this is what you came up with, what you've been doing for the last fifteen years, anyways. But uh, the thing behind this story was that this is Destiny is one of these games where you have to be online for right. it to run increasing trend uh, i've talked about this at length in the past how, sure. how i disfavor that um and what was happening is that and, and again it's one of these games that I, I this kind of drives me crazy and bungie have done this before because some of the early halo games did this the whole engine for the game is multiplayer and then they use that engine to create a single player campaign so Bizarre. if you want to play single 
yeah, if you want to play single player, you'll kind of launch the game and you'll see all this kind of multiplayer type text coming up. Oh, you know, matching you up. And basically uh, then what it does is it populates this, the multiplayer engine with um, non-player characters, computer generated characters and what have you. So basically the whole uh, way this game operates relies on the multiplayer components and whatever's going back to the server and everything all being working properly. And what players have been find, found finding is that sometimes it doesn't they either get <laughs> matched match into environments that don't work or they can't play the single player game or they they get launched into it and there's no there's no all these bugs and problems the the point of this story is that bungie's attitude to supporting these players is oh go look in the forums uh most of most of our um, players uh, have, have it and some people have encountered this problem before and have figured out how to work around it they're basically washing their hands of actually supporting th their users this is becoming a trend i'm sorry to say that that you pay for software and then when you try to get help they go go look in the forums and that other yeah. users become their support group and and it it, it it infuriates me because then i might as well just steal the software right why am i paying for it if they're not supporting their software it, it, it's a hot button for me i'm sorry to hear that and uh you know this is not a company that are short on money this is their first high profile release i find it hard to understand why they would think this will be a viable strategy because you know everyone those well, is that possible? If, if, if they were being overwhelmed, and then they would say, we are overwhelmed, so we suggest you look in the forums. This was okay. a policy decision. We do not have a support function, so you can go to the forums, and there's probably somebody there who can help you. Yeah, they, yeah. They, that was the thing that bothered me more than anything. When people were running into problems with this very high-profile game, they spent millions of dollars to promote this thing, right? Right. If you ran into a problem, oh, ask other players. Didn't I, write, didn't I write an article on my Mac a while back about what was the difference between buying and stealing software? I think I post published that a while back. If you did, it's it been a long time. Yeah, it was exactly this argument that, that the reason you buy software is A, to support the company because they're doing software, but B, because you get support, right? If you, if you steal software and it doesn't work, you should not expect to be able to call a company and have them help you. Right. Um, so, you know, you're, you're, you want to support them to do more software and you want to get support. Uh, and that was one of my biggest gripes with TurboTax a while back is that you'd get it and they would say, go to the forums. And, you know, you're trying to do your taxes and that you can't get company support for an application that costs 129 bucks. Yeah, of course. The other thing as well is that in a forum, there's no there's no tickets. There's no tracking of bugs. There's no opportunity for people to say okay well that that's a code error we're going to fix that there's anything like that uh, and it's someone's it's guess a, yeah it's right. a big soup and and of course forums are always populated by people who act like they know all the answers when in fact they're just making it up as they go or, or heaven forbid you, how, you ask a question and oh you're a noob you should know that yeah exactly what yeah. An idiot. How, are you meant, how are you meant to know enough this is why this is in fact i was talking to the client about this earlier this week this is why open source software often fails in business because everyone goes oh open source is great because you don't have to pay for it and and then you don't get any support and the only support you can get is by searching forums on the web which have exactly the same problems you can't figure out who the experts are against the people who who are, are pretending to be experts you can't filter out the people who who are going to diss you for not being as as 
good at it as they are um and there's no way of actually tracking or progressing a problem you just have to put a request up there and hope somebody responds it's a ridiculous way to do support yeah it's basically it's 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 not even a support system it's basically saying we've decided we're not going to do this and we hope you have luck somewhere else so we've got two more things i want to cover before we got to wrap up uh two of them <coughs> i think is just kind of ironic Facebook plan, yeah. Facebook plans to add your health to the list of things it knows. Now, now followed by, Facebook apologizes for manipulating news feeds and psychological experiment. Yeah. Well, you know what they were doing, right? You know yes, I know exactly what they were doing. But the, and people were saying, well, they have the right to do that. And I was like, um, if they're testing on me. Uh, no, I need to know they're testing on me. But I guess they were fair well, worried if they told you, then the test wouldn't be accurate. So that was that was. I mean, that's really was the crux of the story. They obviously they they did this. In fact, the terms of service say they can do this. You have yeah, signed the up. The terms of service say they can do this. Yeah. I agree. The terms of service say that they can conduct social experiments using their platform. Um, the experiment the, it was a pretty poorly designed experiment anyway but it was done being done by some academic researchers this wasn't just you know a bunch of guys at facebook saying you oh, know what can we do for uh, kicks and giggles this weekend i know let's mess with the heads of a few users um but the problem the problem is is that people kind of got very upset by it and they're well, losing, the they're losing is, trust left and right, right with their users and then they Hang come on, out the with this it's facebook well, that's, that's what I'm problem. saying. They, they've yeah. lost faith, and they've and they have lost faith years and years ago, and it's only getting worse. And then they come out with this: "Oh, we're going to add your health to the things we know about you." No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm not giving you any information about my if, health. In fact, there was have a you guys common... moved to Ello? Have you? Are you guys on Ello? I'm on. A, I got the invite. I haven't got it yet, though. I can. I have invites I, if you I, need them. I, I I'm still not really doing Facebook, so. Um, well, that's on. No. So Ello is Ello. <laughs> It was a startup. They're basically saying no ads. Yeah, you know, it's going to fail though. It, it probably will <laughs> fail like all the rest of them. Your grandma's not going to join it. Your, your yeah, you yeah. know, the less tech savvy isn't going to. It's going to be another Google Plus. But so I, well, what I wanted to comment on this whole thing with Facebook is companies like Zynga have been doing this for a long time as well. When Zynga wants to test a new feature, they just release it to a subset of their users and then monitor how the users play on it. Right. So your game may change slightly. And if they if they see people play more or they play less or they have problems with it, then they take it away. So they do this. It's not really a psychological experiment. I granted it's a little different, uh, but you could say it's in the same genre of if we adjust this way, how does it affect our users and companies? Look, that, yeah, the, it's lots done. Of, most, yeah, most of us don't realize this, but in fact, this is happening to us all the time. Well, especially in advertising, but, absolutely. Yeah, advertising is just one, uh, advertising and marketing is one big social experiment. They are playing on uh, cognitive biases in humans. They are playing on uh, cultural biases. When you go in a store and they have certain things piled up near the front and others piled up near the back and, you know, roots that, uh, the re oh, absolutely. The re you know, all of these, all of these things are tricks that are designed to make us buy things. These things happen all the time. Facebook doesn't get a pass for it because of who they are and because, yeah. as, as Tim says, because people already think that they are uh, deliberately and maliciously manipulating for their own ends. I and, agree. of course, in the, you know, from the Facebook side of things, they, they, they're kind of going, well, yeah, of course we are. That's the deal. That's why you get free <laughs> access to the system. But, of course, you know, the difference is if people don't realize that, you kind of know when you're being marketed to that, 
I mean, well, a lot of I, I I had this conversation with someone the other day. A lot of what you what you read about food packaging, for instance, you actually stop and parse what it what it says. It's it's it it doesn't make any sense. And there was I was looking at cereal packet this morning. It said cornflakes. It starts with sunshine and and healthy corn. And it's just like well. Of course it does, because it's made of corn. The clue's in the <laughs> that name. Needs, yeah, that needs and, sunshine and we, to grow. We all know corn is a plant that grows with sunshine, and yet they're trying to, to, to try and, by putting those words in, they're trying to make you think it's in some ways more healthy, my when in fact, you know, it's, a, those, it's a mass market processed food. David, my favorite problem not, was nothing for a dog natural food. about it. Yeah. It was for a dog food. That, do you remember Chuck? I don't know if you had it where you are. Do you remember Chuck Wagon dog mm. food? So the ad made it like you were you're giving about. your dog beef, yeah, right. And the 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 key phrase they would say is made from ingredients your dog likes best and needs most. Never did they ever say beef while they're showing pictures of what looks like beef on the screen. And then people got angry that it, there wasn't beef in this dog food. They never said there was beef in this dog food, right? It was all manipulation. It could have. I don't think it was meat at all. I don't think it was yeah. meat at all, actually. It's a, so, so that that's the game. Well, dogs uh, will the, eat poo, so you know. <laughs> but you're right, David. It's it's all we, yeah. that game. It, it happens all the time. I worked. We had a startup. We tried to do on it on on uh, user controlled advertising, and the advertising guys hated it. Yeah. They don't want you to but control it. The, as Tim says, the problem is Facebook has very little credibility in this area. I, I just so go back. These... I go back to Apple makes this. Tim Cook has a statement on Apple's new privacy pri- policy, where they're basically saying they're they're building in technology to iOS and Mac that's impossible for even them to to get into. That's and right. Law cool, enforcement actually. is all up in arms, <clears throat> and then they kind of call out their competition on this. And, and then Google, Google didn't comes like it. back. Eric, yeah. uh, Eric Schmidt came back and he said, "He said, oh, I, he he obviously uh, we don't we don't do these things." He says, "You know, he doesn't understand Google. Google is there trying to stop um, bad guys and right. and uh, people getting at your data." The, and and the he problem is, the point is, yeah. is Cook was saying, "We don't want we don't want your data either," and Google right. absolutely does. Well, that's what Google's <laughs> business is, and that's what Facebook's yeah. business is: is to collect and Amazon to collect as much information about you to sell your data to advertisers. That's what oh, yeah. they do. That's their business. That's, they do. that's Google. And yeah. that's why they want to track you. That's You can go into, if you use Google products all the time on your phone and stuff, there's a website that it will actually track where you've been. Now they say, yep. well, we don't make this you know public. It's it's just for you. But how difficult would it really be for you to find no, that you information No, you should be very others? careful to read the terms and conditions. One of the reasons I don't like to use uh, Google Docs you know, at all, is it basically you give them permission to scan it and use the data as they see fit. Yep. And so that always makes me nervous. Like, oh, so I, I, I agree. I know what they're doing. They're going to scan it to give me ads. Oh I man. You know what they're going to do now, David? That means they're going to go through our show notes here. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but I'm saying they no, could. No, I get it. Yeah. If like if suppose you and I were inventing something Tim, sure. and we decided to put it on Google docs so we could share it. Their agreement says, well, if they found it in Google Docs, they'll go invent it first. Gee, that's too bad. You agreed to that. Yeah. And it, but that, it, that's it, that the pessimistic privacy, view, but the, you know. No, it's an expected privacy. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. And that's, the word is expected. And and I think, and my biggest thing is Facebook is they obviously don't give a damn about their users. No, This they whole never thing have. about splitting Messenger out. Yeah. I am so tired of having the icon pop up inside the Facebook app. And then press it to tell me, oh, you have to go get the Messenger app. Yep. Just take the damn icon away then. 
Yep. Stop bugging me. You know, it's La- like, last every story. user hates that, but they're not going to change it. Last story I wanted to touch before we wrap this up. Celebrities whose nude photos were stolen threatened Google with a $100 million lawsuit. <clears throat> I thought it was an Apple thing. Yeah, but you, you're not going to find them by searching Apple. You find oh, these photos by, you find it by using, searching Google. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I don't understand I, how... I don't, well, I, I don't get how Google is at all responsible for them taking well, here's, nude here's selfies. What it is. And, here's what it is. Here's a, here's a lawyer who decide you know these lawyers do that they 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 like to identify class action opportunities sure yeah so what they do is they identify a strategy and then they go to the supposed injured parties and they say to them oh we're thinking about putting this case together do you want to be on board and of course in this case they won't be talking to jennifer lawrence directly or to um any of these other people who've had these nude photos posted they'll be talking to their representatives their agents so they're talking to your representatives too owen hey um (laughs) so i have i have been in approached for for um, class action suits. I so got a I. check yesterday for one for $1.14. I, I got one for a medical thing. <laughs> I was overcharged, I guess. And I got a check. I think I've got maybe six or seven checks. In fact, I've got one right here. You know what? No. I have one oh, right here. No, $1.14 is... for the phone company overcharging. Yeah. yeah. So, so clearly, clearly the, this... Clearly, this legal firm is thinking that we can get a few celebrities together, we can go to Google, and we can try to force a settlement. Because let's face it, nobody wants this to go to court. Because you're right. quite right, Tim. Um, but well, both you're quite right. You put this in front of a, a judge, and the judge is going to say, "Well, hang on a minute. Uh, Google's not responsible for um, allowing to search this content." And in fact, Google would say and has already said, "Well, as soon as anybody notifies us of illegal content in our search results, we immediately say action and delete it." Yep. Right. Um, well, what's so, the thing so going Google's- on in Europe now, where you can get your uh, you can ask. You can do takedowns in Google, right? That, well, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a separate thing. That's 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 the thing that basically says if 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 you've got a you've got a right to historical privacy. So right. if you've had, but, th- but that happened some, in the EU, right? That that was an EU. Um, yeah, yeah EU, it started uh, in France, and, and I think. It, yeah, it's 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 a very poorly thought out law. Um, and and really, what Google's done is is they they kind of resisted. It. It's very it's very difficult to fight eu regulations because there's not really any um, yeah, mechanism point, to do so my point David, so, was uh, it's, it's the same kind of thing there's this all of a sudden people feel like they have a see i have a mixed feeling on that if there's news that's bad about me and it has been made public already do i have a right to take it down you have a right to know if you're trying to find out well about here's it. the problem david or uh, owen we live in the united states of america where freedom of the press and free speech is huge not every comp- not every country oh, enjoys yeah. that, and we. It's very hard for me to. We're number to, seventeen, by the way, in free speech. Just to be clear, but, right? But you know, it, it's yeah. hard for me to blast another country when they don't have the same. And, and I have to bite my tongue about stuff like that a lot because, it, to me, it seems like a basic human right. But at the same time, I get their point that it, it's different. I do there. too. I know. I, I sit on it, both sides of that. And it is is when it what it comes down to it's difficult with particularly with this sort of celebrity stuff because the 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 news organisations 
say with with a certain amount of justification that you know look celebrities trade on their celebrity and if it wasn't for us publicizing celebrities they wouldn't be famous and they wouldn't get big paychecks and and all of this sort of thing so the fact that they complain when we take a few pictures of them or everything uh, is 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 unfair now that the flip side of that argument is of course a, unfair to them or unfair to us unfair the press say it's unfair when celebrities complain about us intruding into onto them because I, I agree you know they, with them. they they live the deal well the thing the thing is is that no, i don't agree that, that only goes so far because yep. as a celebrity as jennifer lawrence you should you have should have a right the same right that everyone else has for a private life yep. you should be able I, to take, I agree with that as well and you should be able to take in your own home um intimate pictures and circulate those among your you know, whoever you want to circulate them among to without an expectation that because you're famous, those pictures get published on the internet for everybody to look at. And worse and yet is, is the celebrities who, you know what, I, I need to take my child to daycare and I happen to be picking my nose for one second, or my child is picking her nose for one second. And that's when this photographer jumped out of the bushes, literally jumped out of the bushes, right. snapped his photo, and sold that photo for $10,000, and now it's in the newspapers. That's, and and That's there's wrong. the problem. The problem there is that the people taking um, in the majority, and we don't know in this particular case of these leaked nude celebrities, though apparently um, some of the stuff I've read suggests, in fact, there was like an underground ring that tra- has been trading this stuff for years, and it's just one guy broke ranks and decided to pu- publish them in, on 4chan or something. Um, <laughs> Dumb. But, uh, the Reddit, point, the point is, The point is, is, yeah, whatever it was, uh, the point is is that the pe- in the majority of the time, the people Not taking those photographs... Them. And the people publishing those photographs are actually profiting, and it's not well, about. Then I have a problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not. It's not about people's right to know whether you know X person picks their nose or or does drugs or uh, you know likes to meet men in toilets or anything like that. It's not about the right to know. It's about the publishers and the press photographers' right to make money. But here's and the that's, flip that's side of actually that. Actually, what they, they're dressing that they're dressing up the public's right to know with. The fact that they are commercial entities and they only want to publish stuff that sells big so they make money. Well, here, here's a flip side of that going back to this story in particular. Now, we all know that when these photos of, you know, Jennifer Lawrence and I, I honestly, I saw the list. I knew like three names. I didn't know any of the others. I guess I'm just not big into pop culture nowadays. But when it made the news and it was everywhere that these photos existed. How long did it take the average person to Google it and find these pictures and look at them? Right now, I never saw. I never saw them. I'm sorry. I, I never saw them either. But I have to imagine it. It didn't take much because I heard on a lot of different podcasts. Um, it, it was trivial, right? So yeah, if Google themselves know that these photos are out there, they're clearly illegal photos. Someone clearly stole them. That that was the thrust of this whole story. They did nothing. To manipulate the search results so people could not find them, do they have well, any kind of a, a, that's, 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 a responsibility? They say, that exact, they say exactly that that's what they did. They said as soon as anybody reported, right? But to you know, them, that's the thing, that, though. This was a look. It's one thing if it's it's an anonymous person and they find it and then they report it. Yes, Google will take it down because Google can't be looking for that. But this was a big news story. 
It was huge. But it was everywhere. But, but you just said the reason, How? Tim. Google doesn't have the time, or I don't think they do have the time. If it's such a big story, and they can yeah, use their no, own, said, they can use their own engine to do a quick search here's, here's and remove the, the top five hundred yeah, links. Tim, the is how, how do you decide? If, yeah, how do you decide what's a big story? And common right, sense. Mean means that they, they. It's worse. It's worse well, than that, Tim. If they take on the responsibility, as you say, oh, there's that call I got to take. The responsibility okay. to. Uh, do that, then they're going to get sued because they didn't do that. Excuse yep. me. Yeah, but, I mean that—that's the problem. The reason they don't do it is because if they start doing that for one, then they've got to do it for everything. They—they um, they then take that role on. So much rather to say, you know what, you report it to us and we'll take the link away. But we're not going to go looking for links and proactively take them away because then also, what about the you, you were talking about free speech rights before? What about the free speech rights of somebody who? Or through whatever means means possesses that possesses right. one of those pages and wants to actually comment on it, then they've got free speech rights. I'm back. Even if even if the picture is stolen, they've got a free speech right in the United States. They've got a right. They've actually got a right to publish it, even if it's stolen. No, it's they don't. Actually, no, that's not true. That's actually not clear. I'm not sure if that's true or not. No, it's not true. But my point, I was trying because to you don't have the right to go into a movie theater, David, they, they and yell. They will set themselves up for. I, I understand that. There I do understand someone that. Someone will say, "Well, you took that one down, but you didn't take this one down." I, I understand the implications of why they're not doing it. I'm just saying that in a situation like this, where it's clearly a massive story and everyone's commenting on it, I do think that companies should do the right thing, and they're so not. So can yeah, I well, play devil's know, advocate problem, on this really quick? I think. Yeah, the problem. Let me real quick, David. I'll let you go. Yeah. We've become lawsuit happy in this country, and maybe in yeah. yours as well, David. Uh, and I think sometimes people sue just because they think they can get into someone's deep pockets. Well, I'm not saying that they should sue. I, I, I don't agree with this lawsuit. I'm saying moving forward, companies like Apple, companies like Google, companies like Amazon, when a big story like this breaks, they don't do anything. Well, the problem is... I, I, I'm it's just very decency to me. I'm, I'm very uncomfortable. That that, yeah, the problem is my decency might be different to your decency. Not when it comes too. to and, stolen and nude pictures. That's that's well, pretty I, cl I just, cut and dry. I, I don't. I don't think it is. I don't think it, it is cut and dry, and you make it out. And the problem as well is that one on of the day. principles in law is that once you start with one thing, then it can be extended to another. So if you start with nude pic pictures, before you know it, it becomes other things, and before you know it, you've got effectively censorship government-sponsored censorship. Or corporate-sponsored censorship. Yeah, suppose, yeah. Uh, and you've kind of already got that in the States with the DMCA. Sure. Because it, how many times do you see you know, things that aren't remotely related to copyright being taken down because some of that you mentioned before, that Korean... Uh, Korean airline disaster and the uh, right. and, and the spoof the spoof names that video went viral of the newscaster reading them out because it was it was frankly the, even though it was a slightly poor taste it was pretty funny it was yeah. very funny yeah, I, I'm sorry the guy who sent the names it. in had, yeah the guy the guy who sent the names in had actually done a, a fairly good job on coming up with some some fairly funny spoof names uh, and and with it, when you got a deadpan new newsreader just falling for it it was funny and you know what that news channel did straight away. DMCA on YouTube, yep. saying, "Oh, you breached our copyright." When, it, when in fact it was nothing to do with copyright, they were trying to save their embarrassment. Right. So you've already got that. The problem is, is, is if, if you if you say Google's got to act on new pictures today in the interest of common decency. No, I'm not saying yeah, they have up, to. You end up, and you I don't think legally fine. they they have to. I don't think the any. I'm just saying from a decency point of view. If I was in, if I was Schmidt 
in charge of Google. I think I might have reached out and said, ah, you know what? Let, let's see what we can do to mitigate this. I'll bet you his lawyer said don't. Yeah, I know. And, yeah. I, think, and I think his the real answer said- here is, David, I mean, uh, Tim, yeah. where I agree with you is that if someone asks, they should act upon it immediately. But I think they have to, for their own sake, and I think David and I agree with you on this, David, is where where is that line? It's very oh, I, don't get me wrong. I You know how I am about freedom of and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But I don't know. It just It just seems to me that when you it comes to stuff like this, Google's making millions of dollars because of this leak. You can't deny that. Yeah, well, that's true, but that's their business model. You don't remember the fuss? The fuss there was when um, when Apple pulled some uh, uh, apps out of the App Store that mm-hmm. had uh, other girls in bikinis in and stuff like that, and people said it was censorship. Sure, and it right. was censorship, and it was free speech. The problem is, is Google wants to operate in a space where they don't censor anything, so they can't ever be accused of censoring anything. And the the difficulty is, is I, I do think that if you get into that, it is the thin end of a wedge. And before you know it, five, ten years down the line, it's not about new pictures. It's about the latest political story or about what the president said or, uh, you know, who said what in Benghazi. Before you know it, all of a sudden, that's a big news story. And all of a sudden, people are being said, you must censor this, you must censor that to reflect my side of the debate, not yeah, on the I, other side. David, you and I are on the same page seen, on this one. We've just seen this. There was a uh, the, this, this whole ridiculous Gamergate business that's been going on for the last couple of months. This thing where this... A uh, game developer, um, she fell out with a boyfriend, and her boyfriend then posted new pictures of her and 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 stories about her, and and the whole thing is spun into a big debate around the rights and wrongs of get of women in games and all this sort of thing. And today, what happened? Intel pulled a whole load of ads. Well, because, it goes a little deeper uh, than that. You're that you're actually combining two different stories there, but um, but it's all kind of related. It's all yeah. about the it's all about the pursuit of people women online who are saying that that gamers a lot of gamers are misogynistic imagine yeah? that and those, well, but those, that, gee, those, you think that's not and true? those yeah, and those <laughs> misogynistic gamers trying to stop people from saying that about them and they're using every trick in the book including pulling the uh you know we're going to withdraw our business unless you pull your advertising support card it's a and tough it's, problem it's it's the same it's position. It's yeah. it's basically saying I don't want the thing you're doing that that I don't like happening, and I want you to do something about it. And that's what you know. That's what this lawyer is trying to say to Google. And in fact, it's not Google's problem. It's the person who stole the pitch in the first place is the real problem. But he's a much harder to find, and he probably doesn't have any money. We'd love right. to hear your feedback on this. What's your thoughts? Go to techfanpodcast.com. Uh, this will be show 180, so leave a comment under show 180, and we will share your comments right here on the show. I know for uh, David and Owen, we love getting feedback from you guys. We love your opinions on this stuff, and we're not getting enough of it. So if you could spend a few seconds yeah, to yell uh, at us. Yeah, let us know <laughs> what your thoughts, what your opinions are, uh, and we'll yeah. share them right here on the show. We will be back in a week uh, with another episode of Tech Fan. Uh, remember, I do have another show. It comes out weekly called OWC Radio. I just did an episode that was posted this week. It was about games. It had almost nothing to do with Max this time around. And it was uh, it was a fun episode. We actually <laughs> recorded it outside. You could hear the birds. You can hear these dogs in this kennel kind of far away barking a little bit. It was fun. I did have to manipulate the sound because sometimes the wind would come through. Uh, but thankfully, it was only at one, uh, uh, <laughs> one frequency, and I got rid of that frequency. So we were okay. But, uh, you know, we love feedback from you guys. And I may even be back again, huh? Yeah. Unless you guys really don't want to talk to me anymore.
No, 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 no. We haven't wanted to talk to you in a long time. It was it was the listeners kept insisting. Yeah. <laughs> we we got you know we got so much peer pressure. You know that That's email right. campaign really started picking up. There was at least three people John. on it. I have to thank John for that. <laughs> so that we're going to wrap up this episode of Tech Fan. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. See you later. Bye.